Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. Distance Well, what up, what up, what up, everybody? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special kind of just out of the blue episode, joint effort between Distance Nerding and WWE Setting the Stage podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am very, very proud to bring to you the SummerSlam round table. Uh, Do I have a sound clip for this? I do. Ladies and gentlemen, you all know me. My name is Young Phil. I am the host of the Distance Nerding Podcast. Uh, but along with me here is my boy, Jester G-Man, the host of the WWE Setting the Stage Podcast. Uh, let the people know who you are. Put yourself over. Well, let's see. So I've been doing the podcast, I guess, almost as long as you guys have, right? I think we started our episodes one about the same time. And uh, yeah, so basically, I've uh, been doing this, you know, since the what fall of 2020. And I've been with you guys since day one. I've been listening to you guys all through the chapters that y'all have done and everything. And uh, yeah, I just basically go and talk wrestling and everything. And actually, believe it or not, I'm approaching uh, episode 100 pretty soon, uh, even with the nice. few hiatuses I've taken. So uh, yeah, so um, I'm honored to be on this distance Nerdington uh, or nerd nerding. I, I almost said your little uh, your little newspaper there or whatever the Nerdington Post, <laughs> but the distance nerding uh, podcast. I've been kind of hoping to get on here uh, for a long time. And, you know, you guys are always uh, chatting me up and putting me over, which I'm very honored that you guys do that. And like I said, it's great to be live here. And actually, this is my first live experience. So I have never been live before. So uh, so happy to be here, part of it. So, yeah, man, I mean, and you have a great show, man. I mean, like, you know, we've we've always uh, been on uh, supporting your show and, and and we've always wanted to bring you on. And, you know, now is like a good chance to do it. So, uh, you know, this is just a good opportunity to have you on the show. Uh, and so we can, uh, you know, get this all going now. 
Now, mm-hmm. now on top of that, at the moment, we have a couple more guests that are going to be uh, trickling in here. Uh, but we also uh, have on a uh, gentleman, a uh, a myth, a legend, a amazing chef, oh, nice. the uh, wonderful and knowledgeable Daniel. Daniel, put yourself over, man. How's it going, guys? Um, yeah, like you said, I am a chef here in the San Francisco Bay Area um, for about 11 years now. I am a big, big WWE fan. I personally like to thank my older brothers and my aunt who got me into wrestling without them i would not be on this podcast right now uh first pay-per-view i went to 1996 royal rumble mm. oh wow. wow and just i've been going to pay-per-views ever since nice. was that one of the stone cold victories that was sean michaels sean michaels yep i was a year yeah i was a year off 97 it was, it was the uh, the phantom of the uh Manus undertaker versus Bret hart main event ah yeah. Okay. yeah it was a good event good event yeah, was, yeah for as an 11 year old i was blown away. I was up wow. the rafters, but I was yeah. just blown away at my first pay-per-view. Yep. Right. Nice, awesome. man. Funny enough, my first pay-per-view wasn't until recently. Uh, I've, been, I've been a wrestling fan since I was like, you know, old enough to remember anything, right? And I remember, you know, me and my brother wrestling together and, and uh, you know, him being the Undertaker because he's the older brother and then me being like Bret Hart or something like that and just like poke slam me to hell, you know, uh, <laughs> like on, on a bed or something like that, right? But I mean, like, you know, I remember, I remember being a wrestling fan as a kid uh, and then never went to a live event until um, Hell in the Cell where the main event here in Sacramento where the main main event was uh, uh, The Fiend versus Seth Rollins which was the worst first experience to have because that show was not the greatest. Just to kind of just to kind of talk about that did you ever see uh, I was talking about before we went on the air The Broken Skulls did you see Seth Rollins' interview with uh, Stone Cold about that? How he talked about that match with The Fiend? Yeah it was not he says probably it's the worst match of his career. Yeah I I, said that again like you know you can see how badly booked that show was, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, you're being asked to acknowledge uh, Becky. <laughs> that is my aunt who I just mentioned. Yes. Yeah, she wants you to. She wants you to acknowledge her. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Thank let's you. see, that Hell in the Cell was, uh, so that was what, 2000? Was it 18? 2019. I think 2019, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was enough, I forgot to tell you all when my first one was. Uh, my first one was in my hometown. Actually, the believe it or not, the place, the venue that they had is no longer open. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Richmond Coliseum in Richmond, Virginia. That recently oh, yeah. closed. Uh, uh, so my my first and only, actually, pay-per-view was Armageddon 2006. And that was, I believe the main event there was John Cena and Batista versus Booker T and Finn. I believe. I, I don't even think any of the world titles were on the line. It was a SmackDown pay-per-view. Um, I was sitting ringside. In fact, I know if you watch it on Peacock or you watch it on a DVD or whatever, you can actually see me. You have to look quick. You can actually see me during John Cena's entrance. Like, uh, like you have to be really looking for me. What, I have to be have to show you what I'm wearing and everything like that. And you can actually see a slight glimpse of me when uh, when you see it on the video. But <laughs> my only fame to claim, my only claim to fame, really. <laughs> so, right. so um, real quick, uh, we do have another person that just popped in right here uh so ladies and gentlemen i'm about to bring him on right here it is another huge wrestling fan uh if you are unfamiliar with this gentleman uh then you guys have to go check out Luchorillas. uh he has his own uh essentially art company that is uh it is a lucha art based thing uh they'll, they'll be having merch pretty soon we do a lot of collaborations with them uh but ladies and gentlemen the indemnably talented eric ruiz Oh, look at Eric's rocking a DN hat. I love it. And he got that WrestleMania shirt. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
There we go. Perfect. Sorry, there's glares the sunlight from the back. It's no worries, there. man. Uh, so Eric, we were just uh, we were just introducing ourselves and uh, um, and going over like our first experiences with WWE. Uh, so hey, man, if you can put yourself over. All right. So I've been a wrestling fan since I was three. I've been watching it since the golden era. Was Hulk Hogan, uh, Ulti- uh, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, the Mega Powers. Oh yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Mega Power. I remember watching. Uh, I, I, I would never watch them live. I watched them on tape. Now since I was <laughs> kindergarten, before kindergarten, mm-hmm. big Hulk Hogan fan. Then the Golden Era. I would watch some WCW here and there. Um, you know, into the Attitude Era, the Monday Night Wars. And I've been watching. I, I've not stopped watching wrestling. I mean, yeah. AEW came in, and I was happy because I was not liking what WWE was putting on TV. Right. For mm-hmm. a long while. Which later we'll be talking about that, right? But I mean, you know, like uh man, I'm I'm excited for what the future is going to hold, especially after last night. Ah man, I, I can't wait to see where where WWE is about about to go. Oh yeah. Um after uh watching SummerSlam, I just finished watching it like half an hour ago, mm-hmm. the whole show and yeah, you could really like feel a difference there. You can yeah. really mm-hmm. it's, it's not a big difference, but you kind of see like it's different now. Right. Just by watching the matches, it's more Mm-hmm. focused on the wrestling part of it rather than just trying to showcase yeah so, mm-hmm. but yeah that's that's what i saw all right well yeah so man uh again i'm i'm super excited for all this stuff um so let's uh let's kind of start getting into it because like i said I've, I've got a couple of other guests that might be popping in we'll have them put themselves over when they come in uh but for now let's let's start getting into SummerSlam. let's start getting into the events from last night and uh and and kind of our opinions so actually what i want to start with uh uh starting with uh uh with just g-man over here mm-hmm. uh what did you think of last night's show overall overall i think this was a very good transition from the ending of vince mcmahon and the beginning of triple h i think it was a very good uh transition um and like eric was just saying you know you didn't see and i think phil and i were talking about this earlier you didn't see drastic change you saw subtle changes and i think that's what you're going to see the next couple of months you're going to see people making you're not going to see like this all of a sudden it's just going to go in another direction you're going to be like whoa you know it's going to blow you away you're just going to see the you're going to see the draft the the subtle changes over the next couple months and eventually i think it's going to be it's obviously going into a better direction is, is what i saw last night so um like i said to you earlier before we went on the air i felt like SummerSlam felt like the old days like i was saying you know uh like i said uh, chris jericho used to say when he first joined uh wwe he came to a show where everybody was over everybody got pops when they came out and i i don't know if you guys can correct me if i'm wrong everybody that came out last night got a pop everybody oh, got a reaction everybody and that was great to see as especially if you've been, you've been watching the product in the last you know few months where some people you know whether it be raw smackdown or pay-per-view you go in there and you see you know just silence for some of the matches and stuff you know not really getting into it but yes as far as summer flame is concerned i think it's a definitely a good good uh good sign of things to come awesome uh daniel what's what's your reactions man aside from your brother saying uh the man the myth the legend and he's proud of you. Oh, thanks mike thank you very much um there's there's something about an open stadium show it kind of has that like wrestlemania feel and that's exactly how it was yesterday mm-hmm. and i actually was i had planned to be there yesterday when me and my friend keandre who i met at wrestlemania last year uh, we had we planned on going but things just didn't work out and i kind of regret it because just just by watching it to feel the atmosphere was amazing just that crowd was so good great mm-hmm. every match yeah. was on point was great this yeah, it was it was very i watched it twice in the less than 24 yeah. yeah and it's yeah it was a really really good show something to very like to look forward 
forward to on the uh, post Vince era and the start of the uh, the cerebral era. Yeah. Oh my God, like that, that is a I like that. name for it. The cerebral era. I love, I love that. that. I like that. You know what? That's yeah. a that's a good way to call it now. The cerebral era. Go ahead, market it. Put it on a T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cerebral exactly. era. There you go. I like that. Put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. uh, Eric, what's your reactions, man? Um, I was pleasantly surprised. I was um, like I said uh, earlier, I was pleasantly surprised because you know watching. To, in my personal opinion, I believe WWE started going downhill after WrestleMania 29 when mm-hmm. the quality started like going down after mm-hmm. the Rock Cena rematch. That's mm-hmm. when you know you could see Vince's like, cr- like creative and uh, becoming creatively inept right there. But uh, this was a very good change in my opinion, and I saw it. Mm-hmm. I was. I was watching it. I was paying very close attention to the way every match went. And it's like, you could just see it. Like, when in the Mystic Man era, he was all about just, like, putting on a show with wrestling in the back seat. But right. in this one, wrestling in the front seat with the show in the back seat, which is how it should be, in my opinion. Right, you know right. I mean? And I, I mean, you know, my reaction, I feel the same way. You know, like, the the the, the biggest thing about last night is I, I felt nothing but consistency <laughs> through the entire show. You know, like, I mm-hmm. felt from the beginning all the way to the end, they brought new and exciting things to the show that they haven't done in years right mm-hmm. that main event i can't wait till we get to that but i mean like the main event you know that's yeah, that's exactly. like stone cold steve austin level shock going on in that episode mm-hmm. you know and that and that in that match you know what i mean like there, there was just it, it was so well put together uh they made everything relevant it didn't feel like anything was just cannon fodder because even like the most irrelevant match of the entire night still felt like it had good relevancy you know what i mean so you know it's it's <laughs> you know it's funny as uh as your your brother uh daniel in the chat just said uh the, the that's the match that i was talking about was that's the one that felt like it probably didn't have the most relevance but it still was it was still a good match you know it just wasn't up to par with the rest of it but it wasn't like the worst match of wrestlemania mm-hmm. you know what i mean it wasn't like a vince mcmahon i'm gonna put everybody down you know because i don't know if you uh you none of you guys were on that episode when we recap wrestlemania but uh you know that was like one of the things that pissed me off the most was like oh so vince is gonna insert him in a match himself in a match and make him seem like he's still the strongest dude in the world yeah he mm-hmm. still looks yoked for a dude in his 80s but i mean like you really you put down you know current roster wrestlers no that's not happening right yeah. you know the whole the best part of that was stone cold steve austin looking old and broken and still giving him a stunner and vince not being able to sell it like he never could be before Ever. i was in the chat that night when you were talking about that during that episode and <laughs> yeah I, I saw how fiery got uh phil got about that yeah it was, it was <laughs> sell a stunner to save his life with the amount of times that he's been stunned mm-hmm. You know, not, from, from the beginning, from the Attitude Era to now, he still can't sell a stunner. Not to not to get off on a tangent, but did you guys see Mick Foley's reaction when he took that? Uh, did you see the video that Mick Foley put out when he reacted yeah. to Vince taking that uh, stunner? That was more funny than him taking the than Vince taking the stunner. I laughed for I was in tears. I was laughing so hard when I was looking yes. at Mick Foley's reaction. It was I was laughing, dude. Just the way Mick Foley was just cracking up was. Hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. I think his son laughing. was taking the video. I think that his son was doing the video. But yeah, that was fun. But anyway, yeah. Now, real real quick, again, I got another guest that just popped in that popped in right now so let's go ahead and uh bring this gentleman in so uh this man here has the best mustache in the industry uh why because he has been around since 1927 and he still looks like he is the youngest man in existence <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen bring him to the stage here cab calloway uh, <laughs> 
I appreciate that intro. Chris Neal, my man. What is going on, brother? What's going on? What you guys have been talking about? We uh we we've been talking initial reactions, man. So so you haven't been too too far in. I just got done with my initial reaction. Um, what I'm gonna have you do here, Chris, is uh go ahead and uh you know kind of introduce yourself, give us your 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 either earliest or fondest wrestling memory, uh, and just put yourself over, man. And then when you're done with that, go ahead and give us your reaction from last night. Oh, okay. Uh, hello. Uh, I am Chris. Um, earliest wrestling moment, or I want to say I I started watching wrestling with my great grandfather and my aunt, and uh, that goes back to when the only thing we got on TV was WWF Superstar. So, wow. Uh, oh man, yeah. The weekly show. Um, That's and then after hard. that, it was like I was literally hooked. Yeah. Um, even so, to the point where I had a SummerSlam birthday party because SummerSlam conveniently landed I want to say on my 10th birthday mm. uh, and that was the one with the Mountie and Bossman in the jailhouse match but I was a fan before then but um, yeah been wrestling wrestling been a wrestling fan ever since like I want to say like seven or eight so and uh, initial reaction of last night I will have to say I I'm I might actually watch Raw that's how good <laughs> that's it was uh, yesterday because um, you can definitely there's definitely a different feel for just not only the pay-per-view or premium live event whatever they're calling it but um, I, I like where it's going so I, I'm hopeful so I, I mean I, I'm gonna watch Raw and just see um, I thought they opened it correctly with uh, Bianca and uh, Becky mm-hmm. and uh, I was did not expect the Bailey return um, Logan Paul uh, another dude who's like like Bad Bunny dude respects the business and yeah. really really put in the work and um, besides the fact that his whole move array is like everybody else's move which actually I thought that was pretty cool yeah. um, oh dude I the AJ Styles jump that was great oh yeah dude was I, by far I think that was my favorite one of I won't say my favorite but one of my favorite match tonight um, but just overall everything was I'd say top to bottom pretty good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no it was great Uh, so yeah that all being said now uh, so let's go ahead and uh, get into the show itself, right? And it's kind of like all the different uh, matches and everything like that. Let me uh, uh, go ahead and open up my uh, my handy dandy little uh, thing that I made here. <laughs> all right, guys. So we're going to go match by match and kind of get reactions on each match and what you guys thought of the matches and everything like that. Um, so starting off for the night, we've got the Raw Women's Championship, just like Chris was just mentioning right now. Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Um, so yeah, kind of what, what, what did you guys feel about this match in general uh starting uh, up here with Chester G man uh so i like us like chris just said i believe they opened with the right match i believe that match uh got us off to a great start like i said with everything that happened during that match um bianca retaining i don't think there was a surprise there especially since they started recently promoting before you know as the build up they were promoting that bianca was trying to close the loop with becky and kind of make up for what happened at last year's SummerSlam when she lost in 26 seconds and she wanted to kind of close the loop on that and everything um the one thing that i was recently brought to my attention that i thought was kind of interesting and i'm not going to go into this match per se but um we'll probably talk about it more later is the fact that becky essentially turned face and then later in the night a certain uh young lady turned heel and i think that's going to play some foreshadowing to uh wrestlemania later this year Actually, um, that's a good uh um, yeah. that's a good point also um like i said the match i believe was very good uh i believe lots of lots of impressive moves in there 
like that one move that uh, Bianca hit off the top rope, the flip and everything that that right after she hit the KOD and and uh, and won the match. Uh, that was pretty impressive. And then of course you had the new faction show up at the end uh, with Bailey and uh, Dakota Kai, which Dakota Kai shocked me. And I, you heard my reaction, Phil, in the chat last right. night. I did not expect her to come back. I kind of expected Bailey to make a return, not necessarily at SummerSlam, but soon. Uh, right. Dakota Kai totally shocked me. Io Shirai, which I believe now her name is Eero Shy. Is that her name now? I don't know if y'all caught Eero that, Sky. but they, yeah. they adjusted Sky? her name. Eero Sky. Yeah, Eero Sky. That, that, there you go. Um, so they adjusted her name, which I don't think that's too bad because that's not a that's not a total you know stretch from what she was called in NXT. Like some of them, they've just completely changed their names. But um, so that wasn't really a bad thing. Um, but overall, like I said, I think it had the first match had really high energy. I, I agreed with uh, Bianca retaining and like I said, showing that new faction, which I believe they said the new faction's called Control. Is that the new faction's oh, name? I, I, I didn't realize they had a name. I, didn't know they had I think a name. they have a name, or they're going. They're trying to test that name out on Twitter, I think, or something like that. But I think it'll officially probably be announced uh, Raw tomorrow night. But uh, I, those are the early rumors I've been hearing. So okay, all right, Daniel, yeah. uh, what are your reactions to that match, man? Yeah, I agree. Once again, I believe it was a great first match to get things going. High energy. Those two can can put on a great match. Obviously, last SummerSlam doesn't really count with the yeah. twenty skins, but any other match they can they can go and they always have great moves. Um, I actually we'll probably get into it more, but I don't. I try to find where uh, Becky got hurt on her arm. Is what mm. I was reading today. Apparently, she like legit hurt her, her right arm. Yeah. Oh wow. I saw that picture too. Yep. Yeah, I could not find where, but hopefully it's nothing serious. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I I really like Bianca Belair. I feel she champion for a while, at least mm. going until next WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was a great, very great first match. You get things going, especially with that crowd. Yeah, it was perfect yeah. first. Match. Nice, nice. Uh, Eric, reactions, man. Um, like I said earlier, um, <clears throat> I thought it was uh, I thought it was good. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I feel like in this match, you really could tell that Triple H told them go out there and wrestle, put on a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, out there to just do a few moves here and there, like back in the Vince era when it came to booking uh, women's matches. And in this one, he just told them, "I got NXT vibes from them. I got NXT yeah. vibes." Yeah, where it's a, I saw them go too. out there and just put on a, the best wrestling match you can put on. And they, mm-hmm. and that's, that's what I saw. I saw a wrestling match, yep. not a not a show, not a not a sports entertainment thing. It's a wrestling match. You know, yeah, much and, better. I mean, that's what we needed so far. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we've needed for a while is is to see just wrestling you know like pure wrestling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i agree i mean i mean like i said like in the i mean we'll get to that later on in the main event i mean like in the main event like, compared to the main event it's like no the like roman and brock they put on a wrestling match they just do the same moves over and over again right you know what i mean mm-hmm. and this one they just they did a variety of things and i like seeing i really did yeah. right and, i mean you see them go out of their comfort boxes you know and that's kind of mm-hmm. what we want to see we want to see everybody get out of their their, their comfort zone mm-hmm. that's what right. i saw just the yep. legit wrestling match and it was great i liked it i was i was surprised and from there i told my wife we were watching i said you know i could see the difference already mm-hmm. compared to triple h and Vince McMahon. yeah so this is uh, a good that uh, it's going in the right direction. Right, right. Uh, Chris, what are your reactions, man? Uh, kind of same as everything else, uh, or every what, what everyone else said. Um, you know, great match. Um, you know, I think uh, Eric, you brought up a good point when you were talking about the uh, having a wrestling match versus sports entertainment. And I think I heard Triple H uh, over over the weekend doing the interview at the trials where he was saying they want to get back to wrestling. Yeah, mm-hmm. there will be sports entertainment. You know, there'll still be that aspect of it, but they really want to get back to wrestling. And 
that's what I saw. Um, I think the move that, uh, Jester, you were talking about that Bianca hit was the Spanish fly, if I'm yes. not mistaken. Yes, yeah. yes, uh, Which I had never seen her do before. And yeah. I was like, oh, all right. You know, it, it's yep. stuff like that that I like when they don't just go through the same arsenal. When you For big events, when you pull off, like, you know, something you, they've not done before. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought everything was good. They had great move sequences. Um, and I liked, actually, Bianca uh, holding on. Uh, I still, I'm I, I'm a fan of Bianca, but her mic skills to me, she still needs somebody that can talk to her. I, she's just not there for me on the mic. I like her her athleticism, but, um, you know, hopefully they'll get maybe a talking piece for her, maybe pair her with her husband and they can do something. Um, but overall, oh, great match. Shawn Michaels, basically. Huh? <laughs> I mean, has all the charisma of Shawn Michaels, man. And, and we'll, we'll get to him in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was a great match, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. Uh, and I mean, same for me, because I keep forgetting that I have to be a part of this, too. Uh, <laughs> I mean, same for me. Like, I, I feel like uh, it, it was a it was a good opener. Now, personally, I probably would have switched. I would have switched this with um, with the other women's championship match. But at the same time, uh, just now I'm kind of backtracking on that because the way you guys are talking about it. Yeah, it was a good way to start the show off. It was a good way to to, to get everybody hype and everything like that. Um, the, the I mean, just you watched a wrestling match. Like, I mean, you, it's it, it wasn't just them dragging on and mm-hmm. doing like, you know, just kind, kind of the same moves that you see all the time. It was them. Let me try this or let's do this or we've never seen this before you know things like that and and i that's what i want to see i want to see more not necessarily risk taking as far as them almost hurting themselves to get over on the match but risk taking as far as doing something that's not normal for their characters Mm -hmm. like oh wow you know like uh, it's it's like watching um an aew it's like watching uh uh uh, drastic express right and it's like you know what are they going to do next kind of thing right Mm -hmm. um so i mean you know that's that's what I, i loved about this match and um at the end of the match what kind of like you know I, I was i was waiting for becky to just like you know completely come uh, c- continue being heel and just like go for the handshake and just hit bianca and all that and she she uh she surprised me at the end of that um but more so because of what we're going to get into next right here so uh uh jester brought it up but you know uh, <laughs> bailey's return uh with dakota kai and io shirai um we we were calling it from the beginning yeah. that, that bailey is going to show up tonight right yeah. and uh, I, before the show even started out like like he was saying when do you think Bailey's going to show up I, mm-hmm. I typically said uh, she's probably going to show up during this match because yeah. she has m- the most stake in this match right before yeah. she got hurt she was starting a uh, um, she had a history with Bianca she well, had a history with her she had a history with Bianca at the time yep. right so she had just started uh, uh, she was starting to, to start a rivalry with Bianca and then she got hurt uh, yep. and then of course she has a shit ton of history with uh, with Becky Lynch so it's like mm-hmm. you know we know that it, it makes more sense for her to get involved in that than it would be with uh, Liv Morgan and uh, uh, and Ronda Rousey, she doesn't have as much stake in that aside from a title, right? right. Um, so, like you know, I was like, it makes it makes sense for her to come in during this. She did, but what really shocked us because in real time in the chat that we were in, you know, I was like, oh, Bailey return, Bailey return, and then what the hell is that, Dakota Kai, dude? Dakota Kai's coming out, and then oh my god, is that Io Shirai? What the hell is happening right now? Like we don't know what is happening, and just the amount of just the shock value at the very beginning of the show set the tone for the whole show. Yep. And full transparency, I thought Dakota Kai had already signed with AEW. I right. thought she was on her way to AEW. And right. when I saw her show up last night, I was like, well, obviously that's not true. Obviously, Triple H is starting to get people to come back who were under the original NXT with him. And uh, I think that's a lot of what you're going to see coming, you know, going forward, too, is a lot of people are going to come back because now he's back in charge now. So, right. uh, so you're going to see that. That's going to play a factor as well. So, yep. Right, 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 right. Uh, Daniel, any uh, any reactions as far as...
far as like you know that return bailey dakota it was great which um it could lead to a potential third person coming join yanka and becky and becky right yeah we're talking maybe banks maybe uh naomi comes back maybe they bring back a a former release person yeah Uh, so that 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 i'm excited for who they might bring to be like a three-on-three maybe at that uk pay-per-view or premium Mm -hmm. live event right no that's uh and 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 that that show's probably going to be just as as good as this the way that they're building it up uh eric how what what, what do you think of bailey's return and with uh, the appearances i thought it was pretty cool don't get me wrong like they caught a lot of people by surprise no one i didn't expect it nobody expected it when i saw like oh crap yo shirai what you don't call what the hell yeah this was good stuff women's champion like what's up yeah wasn't she just the women's champion the nxt women's champion um yeah i mean she wasn't not too far back she wasn't yeah yeah but i mean yeah big kind of big deal it It was good i liked it it was cool i mean it was unexpected you could just tell by the fans they were like oh my god what the hell you know yeah and like she's ready to fight dude like she looks like she's in good shape oh yeah definitely Mm -hmm. and that crowd popped when those three came out i mean that they were loud i mean it was like crazy i had to turn my tv down they were so loud (laughs) (laughs) i was like wow they really (laughs) yeah what about you chris uh i was excited uh i've been i know i follow bailey on twitter so she i i like her commentary like she's just been kind of like biding her time and um i thought it was a perfect time for her to come out um Mm -hmm. and i'm excited for this faction i hope they uh do well uh and i i hope bianca or not bianca bailey is back in the title picture soon um Mm -hmm. actually i I hope that maybe uh maybe they can do what judgment day should have been where uh you know bailey gets the the championship back and then uh dakota and eo get like the tag team titles that we have not talked about for a while um that would be pretty cool and just kind of have them uh you know run run wild for a bit until mania and uh give uh bianca a chance to uh chase after something i'll just put this out here one thing vince and bruce obviously did not learn was in order to have tag team championships you got to have women's tag teams yeah (laughs) i'm just saying i'm just putting it out there there. (laughs) you know but again bruce and vince didn't like tag teams it was very evident that they They don't like factions tag teams they don't i mean they don't like anything vince is uh bruce has come out and said vince hates tag team because he feels like he's got to pay more for it um me personally i i grew you know i said what i started watching and when i started watching it was a bunch of tag teams Mm. demolition heart foundation powers of pain um you know just factions in general you had uh exactly you had like you know later on the ministry you had uh you know the 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 corporation i mean like all dx you know one of the best uh uh, factions in history uh job squad yeah, <laughs> and the uh, other th- and the other thing you have to learn too what? is if if anything the Attitude Era taught us is that you can still build single stars with factions and tag teams. Exactly. You can still build yes, them. Yeah, that's one of my arguments on a regular basis yep. is that you can still build singles competitors with factions. You just now you have a group behind that fact or a faction behind that character. That's how The Rock became what he became. Like The Rock wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the Nation of Domination. He wouldn't have even created that character if it wasn't for the Nation of Domination. Nope. Um, yep. I believe he that, wouldn't uh, have got his push without the new day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe I believe what it, I believe uh in my personal opinion, I think uh Vince went with tag teams and factions because he knew that you know this is the only way you know people will watch his product. So once he monopolized, yeah. you know, That's a good the point. wrestling industry, he just thought like I can do whatever I want. I hate tag teams, so screw tag teams. Points. You know, right. people are gonna watch me anyway. Yeah. So he yep. started doing things his own way. Yeah. I mean, and I and I know, you know, Paul understands at a level what people enjoy watching because I mean he was part of that you know he, he was part of building that he experimented with it in nxt and he was successful in it i mean he's he's gonna take that same formula that he had in nxt and that creative
creative freedom that a lot of those characters, uh, a lot of those wrestlers had in NXT, and he's going to run wild with it. And we're going to get levels of WWE that we haven't had in years. And look at the simplicity of it. I mean, who better to run the company than a former superstar that it was a successful superstar? Exactly. I mean, he was a successful superstar. Yeah. I mean, obviously you can't put anybody in that role. But I mean, look at Triple H. He's done everything. He's He's been in a tag team. He's been in a faction. He's been an individual star. He's mm-hmm. held probably, what, isn't he a Grand Slam champion as well? Yeah. I mean, he's yep. he's over and he's probably the best and he has the business sense, obviously. Yeah. And he, all, he he's also in the um the top five for uh, most championships. Yep. I think mm-hmm. it's, uh what was it? It was uh, obviously Ric Flair still number one. John Cena after him. Uh, Randy Orton's up there too. Randy Orton's in that list too. Uh, Edge. Is Edge, Edge might be, yeah. I think, I Edge, think is Edge is, be, is yeah. he's I, I want to say Edge is double digits for sure, but mm-hmm. um, he might be like towards the bottom. He might yeah. be around 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then of course, yeah, yeah, like I said, I mean, Triple H, uh, he was up there with that as far as like, you know, record for for, for most championship uh, yep. uh, title holds. Yep. Yep. So changing gears here, uh, and I know this is an exciting one right here. So we're going to go into Logan Paul versus The Miz. Mm-hmm. Uh, so since I'm already on you, Jester, uh, what what's your reaction, man? Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. This match actually pleasantly surprised me. I, I you know, it was a, you know, celebrity versus a superstar. I've, you know, whether it's a popular opinion, I, I've always been a fan of The Miz because I just feel like he, yeah. I feel like he puts people over. He puts people over very well. Um, yeah. He's actually a good heel. I think he plays a heel very well. Um, he's one of the best heels. He's best, one, yeah, of the he's best one, best one of the best heels. He's good on the mic. He's very good on the mic. Mm-hmm. And to have Logan Paul in there and Logan Paul, you know, whether I'm a fan of his or not, which I'm not really a huge fan of his, but his athleticism in this match was absolutely, I, it was mind boggling. I mean, the things that he was doing and we saw a little tease of it at WrestleMania when he was in the tag match with Miz. Um, so this match, although it, you know, it wasn't, you know, obviously in the top three good ma- uh, best matches of the night, it, it still pleasantly surprised me. It still got a lot of good crowd reaction and um, I, I just felt it was a great match. I was I was hooked on it, and uh, the finish. I felt like the finish was kind of crazy too. When when Miz uh, when Miz went for you know to try to cheat, and then he got to actually beat with his own move. I, yeah, I that, I, that made me chuckle a little bit. I thought that was kind of uh, so. I don't know if the Logan Paul Miz story is over just because of that reason. Um, but uh, we'll we'll have to stay tuned and see if those two end up keep working together or whatever. But uh, it, it, this match pleasantly surprised me. Actually, it was a pretty decent match. Actually, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Daniel, reactions on that? Uh, before he came into WWE, I wasn't really a big fan of him, uh, Logan Paul. Um, I, Common I think, <laughs> Yeah, he loved it with Bad Bunny. Like, he adjusted or he really got to being a, a wrestler very well. Like, at WrestleMania, he did great. Yesterday was a really, really good performance, especially that frog splash off the yeah. top row. Eddie Guerrero. Like, wow, that was yeah. Again, shades of Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Uh, yep. Like, sure. I, I, really, I really want to see more of Logan Paul. Like, I, I don't know why I'm saying that, but as a wrestling fan, I want mm-hmm. to see more of him on the show. Hopefully, hopefully that story of him and Miz continues because I think they worked well together at WrestleMania and yesterday. Miz can, I think Miz can work with anyone and be yeah, great. He can. And he made Logan Paul look good. Uh, Logan Paul kind of made Miz look great, and I think it's a really good rivalry. And that match yesterday was uh, really good. Yeah, uh, Eric, reactions? Um, like uh, Jester, I mean, my opinion is almost very sim- is uh, very similar. I believe uh, Logan Paul. 
did a very good job for his first match, first singles match. Um, he has a lot of room for improvement. I noticed mm-hmm. he did a lot of a good amount of rookie mistakes yeah. during that match. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like he wasn't, he didn't like completely botch move, but you could tell he wasn't. He didn't perform the moves as fluid as they should be. Yeah. He didn't be a. Uh, he, he could tell he he would hesitate a little bit, but yeah. just a little bit, not just um, but enough, to, um, not enough to where he would completely like botch the move, but enough to where you mm-hmm. can notice like, okay, yeah, you could tell he still needs just a little more yeah. practice doing certain moves. Um, like that frog splash was really yeah. good. I'm, I was oh, surprised point. by how far he went. I think I don't think uh, anyone's ever leaped that far from yeah. from buckle to announce him ever. Yeah, so that, that shows he has a lot of potential and uh, mm-hmm. uh, very very Shane McMahon feeling, right? Like like you know just just kind of just <laughs> taking that risk. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And you could you could tell just by watching he was uh, he was willing to take the risks and everything. So like he wasn't there to make himself look good. He looked good. He was in there to make him and the Miz look good. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I say like give him like a year or so, he'll be tip top shape if he keeps it up. You know, start um learning different move sets. It's coming up with his own stuff. It'll yep. be great. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I see I see him wrestling maybe, I don't know. My prediction is WrestleMania is gonna be him and AJ Styles. Mm. Yeah. I mean I can see that I can yeah, see I like that. I can see that. I could see that. That probably would be a good match because again, Logan, he's he's on the track, you know, for being a, a, a good wrestler. He looks good, he's he, he's smooth, uh, you know, he like he doesn't it looks like he practices. I mean, he puts the yeah. work in is what it looks like. It doesn't look like he's just kind of just there botching moves, you know, like he's, he's yeah. obviously put the work in and it's, and it, and it shows it's the same thing with yeah. bad money. Like you could tell the amount of work that bad money put into, uh, uh, to, to, to look good, you know? So, yeah. and that thing Eric's talking about is timing, you know, it was just off enough to where you noticed, but he didn't botch any moves. Yeah. I chalked that up obviously is to, you know, he's just got to be in the ring longer. He just has to take a little bit more reps and everything. But yeah, I, I saw what he was saying, what he, he was saying too is that it was it was like i say it was just enough to where you noticed it but it didn't make him totally like mess up in the match or anything it didn't totally make him you know look kind of you know foolish or whatever or anything but it'll come when you know he's enough and taking enough reps and stuff he probably just needs the reps that's all right right yeah so moving on not too far ahead right here but uh so aj styles appeared uh in yeah. that match uh what are your feelings about aj Styles showing up in there you talking to me yeah oh so i i don't know about this. so okay so obviously champa is with with, uh, Miz for some reason. I don't know why that pairing has been put together. Uh, it's it's kind of an odd couple pairing, I guess. I don't know what really. I don't know what the story is there necessarily. And I've been I've been watching Raw every week, and I don't even know how technically. I mean, I know the way it started was that Champa kind of interfered in a match that he was having with AJ. I think is how it got started or whatever. And but you know, no real build up to anything or anything. So I was actually this was one of the run ins that I was kind of a little surprised about because I was just like I didn't even know. Champa and AJ really had a story like I just thought it was just kind of a random thing they were doing for a couple weeks but it seems like maybe they're trying to build a program between the two and maybe they're going to have a you know maybe they're going to have some kind of uh, matches in the future I don't know but I don't know do I want to see AJ versus Champa yeah I think it could be a pretty good uh, match between the two but I want to see Champa go back to his old character in NXT like I don't like this new Miz sidekick character as much as I like the Miz like I want Champa to go back to being the psycho guy that wants the, the belt you know he calls the what did he call Goldie is that what he called the belt when he was in NXT? What he called him? Something so. like Goldie, like, like Tommaso yeah. Champ, man. He was yeah, he's such a beast, man. Yeah. Just, just yeah. his 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 wrestling style, his acumen, like mm-hmm. everything that he does, just exudes power, dude. Yeah. And it's like, and he's not the biggest dude, you know. What I mean, no. like he's, he's ripped, but he's not like the biggest dude. Mm-hmm. But he like the way that he manhandles people is like he's a giant monster. Dude. Like mm-hmm. Champ mm-hmm. was a monster. Dude. I, I I just love seeing him in the ring, and then definitely I'll uh, I'll agree that you know I. I, I want to see him.
him be that more kind of like imposing, uh, you know, just monstrous character. You know who he would have been the perfect addition for? Judgment Day. Judgment Day. He should have been put in Judgment Day. He would have been the psycho guy in Judgment Day. I mean, no brainer here. He should have been there. And they were teasing, bring it. Remember how Edge used to go on his social media and he would tease the different members he was going to bring into Judgment Day? And yeah. when he put Chompa on there, I was like, don't tease about that. Bring Chompa in. They need to bring Chompa in. And it didn't end up happening. And I was a little disappointed in that. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I mean, you know, uh, again, and we'll get to this later, but um, yeah. there's another team that I, I feel like might be coming in the future. And that's, you know, I was asking the group, like, who do you think might be a part of that group? Tommaso Ciampa might be one of those people that gets rooted to that. Uh, but again, before we jump into that, let's uh, let's continue on with this right sure. here, the uh, thing at hand. Daniel, what do you think about AJ Styles showing up in this match? First of all, I will, ne- as a wrestling fan, I will never, ever get tired of the wrestlers' reactions when they get kicked out or when they have to be sent to the lockers by the ref. <laughs> I love that, too. I love it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I, I, they get you every time, and I will never ever get tired. Uh, Ric Flair I, was uh, the best at that. Yeah, he, no, Chapa did it great yesterday. Yeah, Chapa first did of all, like, I, I love his reaction where he just said, "No, fuck you. I'm putting, I'm yeah. gonna put this chair down and, <laughs> right here." First of all, where did where did AJ come from? Like his music hits, and like one second later, he's already at the ring. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was now, like, he's probably in the crowd. Anything? Yeah. Um, no, I I think it's great. Um, I I agree. I think uh, AJ and Logan Paul would be a good match later on. Uh, mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. I could see that happening, but uh, I also agree with Trump. I, I feel Trump and Miz is kind of like an odd couple, and I don't, I wish that won't last very long. I think Trump could be great on his own as like, as a really good heel. Yeah, and I think what they're doing with that is just because it's, uh, um, the Miz can put anybody over, right? The Miz, I mean, you, you look what he did with the, with the B team, right? Like, he put them over like crazy just, yeah. you know, WWE or did. With, uh, or with Damian Sandow. He yeah. Was, yeah. 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 yeah, like WWE just didn't do anything with them once they were over and that's that's yeah. that's creative's yeah. fault for not doing anything with characters that were already over and just like let it fizzle you know because the b team i i love them man i thought yeah, they, they were great funny. they were great yeah they were funny. Yeah. I, I still listen to their theme to this day man they, they had they had a great <laughs> theme. yep <laughs> the b team man uh eric what do you think about aj Styles showing up uh to me though uh it was unexpected i didn't see it coming i was like what the hell mm-hmm. aj styles out of nowhere yeah what's he doing here but then i started thinking about it like you know what this is uh like daniel said i think this is planting the seed for uh, AJ and Logan Paul hmm. that are down the road. Right. I think that's going to happen. I think uh, they're going to start a program now, Miz, Miz and Ciampa versus AJ and Paul. And then uh, since uh, Logan Paul did do a good job yesterday, I don't think he'll ever, he, I don't think he'll still go over as a baby face. So just probably have him turn heel on AJ and mm. uh, yeah, could start be. the whole um, program until WrestleMania. That's my prediction. I would love yeah. to see that because, you know, people always, uh, when uh, AJ was feuding with uh, John Cena, if you remember that, mm-hmm. and or were griping him for like, like, oh, he's a nobody. Nobody knows who he is. Everyone knows who John Cena is. Mm-hmm. They might be going down that route too. Logan Paul, like, I don't know who the hell is this guy anyway. No one knows who you are, old man, blah, blah. But that's the thing with Logan Paul is like, you know, I think what they're doing is right now they're doing the whole capitalize on his celebrity yeah. uh, before he starts coming out and like being a character. You know, I think eventually kind of how like when The Mist came in, right? He was capitalizing yeah. on I'm a dude from uh, from the real world. Now he's his own character that's kind of yeah. built, built off of that. I think yeah. you can build a really good heel character with Logan Paul with his natural personality. Mm-hmm. You know? 
Like uh, I, I can already see him pulling a storyline where he's just like, hey, you know what? You know what's more important than you? My Pokemon card. And he's just going to walk out with his thousand <laughs> yeah. dollar Pokemon. You know? like, I can see that being something he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, like, I think right now they're just trying to capitalize on his celebrity before they let him uh, uh, develop his character. Um, mm-hmm. Jumping in on that, though, again, because I don't want to go too, too hard into it. Chris, what's your uh, reaction on AJ Styles' appearance? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's planting the seeds. I think it, I could see a AJ Logan Paul team up to go against Miz and uh, Champa, and then eventually Logan Paul does go heel and turns on AJ. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that would be good. I think that would get us to the AJ Logan Paul match. I think that would be really, really good. I think AJ, kind of like Miz, can work with anybody mm-hmm. and make them look good and still mm-hmm. look good himself. Yeah, those are two um, dudes that can put anybody over. Yep. Exactly. I yeah. mean, you look back, AJ, you know, AJ versus Shane McMahon, you're like, there's no way that match should have been as good as it was. Because yeah. um, AJ is, you know, I believe one of the best in the business right now next to Daniel Bryan. Um, yeah. And I, I think, you know, again, just showed tons of greatness. Um, so I think I, I see that there. Um, and I think you're right that right now they're going to just kind of see, you know, how the crowd reacts to Logan, whether to keep him a uh, baby face or a heel. But I think eventually, you know, just based on who he is, he kind of has to be a heel. Yeah, his natural personality lends him to be a heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, he was like, oh, hate those guys. So <laughs> I, I think eventually we'll get there. But I think it's just, you know, there's a lot going on and, um, you know, we'll get there. But um, I was happy AJ was on the card because I think he should have had a match. I was expecting Seth Rollins somehow to go against AJ, but I don't, you know, that one, I don't know how they would have even met up with each other. But, gotcha. uh, you know, I was happy. I'm a, I'm a fan of AJ. So anytime he's on the card, I, I think it's better. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, so going on into this next match right here, uh, we got a Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory. Um, so Jester G-Man, go ahead and uh, give us your reactions or your, your thoughts on that Bobby Lashley versus theory match i'll be honest with you this match kind of disappointed me a little bit uh and the reason i say that is because i feel like just by the way things were kind of uh built up for this pay-per-view or this premium live event whatever you want to call it i feel like the <laughs> i'm never going to stop calling it a pay-per-view man it's yeah I know, I know it's a pay-per-view i feel like the united states championship has kind of taken a backseat to this whole story like i feel like the united states championship is not given the amount of respect nor is the intercontinental title but obviously that's another mid-card story for another time yeah the mid-card title was getting no respect these yeah. days. I mean, like, and I, I really hate that the mid-card titles are becoming afterthoughts to the world titles. I understand that the world titles are more important than the than the mid-card titles, but they shouldn't be an afterthought to the world right. titles. So this match, I feel like, I'm not saying it was a bad match per se, but I feel like I feel like Bobby Lashley being the champion, even though I'm a, I'm a big fan of Bobby Lashley, I, I feel like almost most of the crowd was probably like, even though it got some good pops to it for Bobby Lashley and them, I just felt like based on what else was being pushed in this in this uh in this pay-per-view i feel like everybody was like well who cares about the united states title match because we all just want to see when freaking theory cashes in at the end of the night right. so it was almost like it was an afterthought um i i'll, I'll admit i thought maybe theory was going to take the title from bobby lashley just to play into the story because and we'll get into this a little bit later but i'll just kind of say a little bit of it here i felt like and i said this to phil in the chat i felt like that as much as theory was saying how much he was he was going to claim his you United States title back and how much he was going to go and cash in and win the undisputed uh, Universal Championship. Yeah, I think I said it right there. And um, how much he was, you know, kind of saying that he was going to do that. But as much as he was saying that he was doing that, did you ever get the feel that WWE was saying, oh, he's not going to do that. That's ridiculous. He's not. I mean, 
mean, it was almost like they were making Theory sound like a clown within within the promotion. So I almost felt like it was going to happen because WWE was like WWE themselves, their their personnel were saying, "Oh, come on, he is he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that." Right. I thought they were going to pull it off, but then, like I said, when Lashley when Lashley retained the title, I felt like, okay, well, now they're really going to put all their eggs in their basket for the possible cash in at the end of the night. So, like I said, decent match, but I felt like this match disappointed me just because I feel like it was an afterthought. And I'd I'd be willing to say that out of all the matches of SummerSlam last night, this is the match that was probably the most forgettable and that nobody will remember. Right. Yeah. You you get a little bit, little level of disrespect to Bobby Lashley. And I mean, like Bobby Lashley's been, he's a a good champion. Like, I mean, he's good. good. I mean, again, I I had a whole argument about like my, my whole, uh, how I feel about the treatment of Bobby Lashley and, and things like that. Like what really pisses me off is you get rid of the, the, the Hurt Locker or not the Hurt Locker, the Hurt Business. <laughs> the hurt, business. <laughs> hurt Business. Uh, you get rid of the Hurt Business in the middle of their prime. Like they were such yeah. good faction, That's but because true. Vince doesn't like factions, he gets rid of the, the, the Hurt Business yeah. and just destroys that whole thing. Like I was actually hoping that, you know, uh, um, Shelton Benjamin and like kind of like the old members were just going to show up yeah. and just, you know, kind of like just wreck theory when nobody was looking like, oh my God, is, is, is the Hurt Business back? You know, like yeah. that would be amazing, you know, because Bobby Lashley, his presentation, his showmanship is great and and they need to capitalize on that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm going back to the panel here. Uh, Daniel, what are, you know, what's what's your thoughts on the Bobby Lashley versus Theory match? Um, I, I thought it, it was my least favorite of all the matches. Okay. I feel this is below Bobby. I think Bobby Champion mm-hmm. did, like, the belt needs to separate uh, Lashley Champion for a long time. I think mm-hmm. that great to hold the belt for a while. Um, I, when, when Theory lost my idea, I was talking to my coworker who's another big wrestling fan, we're talking about how if Theory loses, which he will, then that means I will set up for him cashing in later in the night. And that was my theory going into it. No pun. Um, but <laughs> obviously him losing and whatever happened after, which we will get into. I, I don't know. I, I thought it was, it wasn't, it was an okay match. It could have been better. It should have been better. But I, I like G-Man said, it's, in a, it's an easily forgettable match of the night. Gotcha. Uh, Eric, how did you feel about the uh, Bobby Lashley versus Theory match? Mm, same as everybody else. Forgettable. Um, I believe it's, I believe that I think the sole purpose of Theory losing this match was to, to kind of crumble what Vince was trying to build with uh, Theory right. so that they can build him up in Triple H's way. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I think it is. I think this whole thing point. with Theory losing and all of a sudden it's just like, hey, you know, Vince wanted to build this guy up unnaturally, so I'm going to crumble mm-hmm. that down, build him up my way. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of make him a joke right now and kind of like character-wise, like destroy his just kind of, you know, morale and everything like that. But then build him back up and make him a beast exactly yep. yep if i saw theory wrestling like dude this guy wrestles good yeah he's, he's a good wrestler guy. otherwise it's just his character is fucking insufferable man like yeah exactly it's the it's the kind of character that i don't know i've been like i've been watching uh vince's creative downfalls and for like 10 years already and yeah. this is a good example of that this is like roman reigns when he was building him up too yeah the way he was the trying to build thing, theory up. and we all know this the best thing that he ever did for roman is let him uh play with his own character exactly yep mm-hmm. instead of him trying to Control everything in. Right. This is Triple H showing like whatever Vince was doing to you, we're killing it. We're right. gonna do you my way. Right. And that's what I think don't forget to hard. don't forget to add Bruce into there too. Oh yeah, Bruce. Give, give Bruce, Bruce some uh, credit there too, or fault, yeah, whatever Bruce. you want to call it. Bruce fucking Pritchard, man. Uh, all right, Chris, what are your uh, reactions? How did you feel about that match, man? Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're like up there with everybody else, but yeah, exactly, same as everybody else. Uh, forgettable match. Um, also very upset with what they're doing with the IC and US titles. Um, yep. I think they should be more relevant than what they are um, for sure. Um, 
But I mean, I, I also agree that I think Triple H is, you know, theory with that whole Vince McMahon, it reminds me of the old Drew McIntyre when he was the chosen one. And yep. then you saw what happened after that. He had yep. to, you know, completely fall off, go leave WWE, you know, and remake his name. And I don't think they want to do that with theory. I think they're rather let's kill him off here, <laughs> give him again, eventually maybe get him off TV and then bring him back as like a surprise or something with a brand mm. new, um, you know, edge to him where because like you guys all say he can go and i like theory yep. i think he's going to be a very very good wrestler and entertainer for wwe but i think yeah his character right now just mm -hmm. sucks so the match was definitely my least favorite of the night right my my thing about that too is uh what what i'm piggyback on what chris just said is i think the best thing that happened to drew mcintyre was he was released by wwe went away for a while came back to nxt and then went back to the main roster best yep. thing that could have happened for that guy's career yeah. um one That's other thing i'll say about this just to kind of give you a little food for thought do you remember how theories push started it was with an egg <laughs> we stole an egg that's how yeah. this push forgot, started if that tells you forgot anything. about that yeah. so, uh, right there. that tells you that tells you this guy needs to kind of be re redone i mean like i said incredible in the ring but needs a character shift needs kind of a he, like i said you're right he needs like kind of like the same makeover drew guy basically right right right, right. Yeah. yeah right so uh moving into the next match oh did my did my camera come off okay hold on yeah. my bad my bad uh moving into the next match uh we're going to talk about the uh mysterios uh, <laughs> what <laughs> oh lord you see there's a reason why i turned the camera off right <laughs> oh man i was wondering what you were what you were doing <laughs> uh for those of you who uh who are not watching and just listening to the show right now uh i turned off my camera and put on a luchador mask so uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh and it looks now like you gotta wear it forever because if you take it off it's disrespectful i know right <laughs> it's like wait till the show's the over now. he just turned his camera off too so i'm pretty sure he's putting a luchador mask on too but anyway <laughs> go, going back to the show here uh so i mean the mysterios versus judgment day right so i mean this right here was a uh, uh i i enjoyed this match like like immensely man I, i'm i always love anything that that ray mysterio's in uh dominic i'm he He's kind of cringy for me, uh, but I think it's more so because he's awkward in the ring. Yes! <laughs> his his mask is way nice. better than mine. <laughs> mine it's mine. guy from WCW. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Santo. Santo. Uh, yep. No, no, the other guy. Uh, man, I'm trying to... No, it wasn't La Parca, not the Vianos, uh, not super crazy. Not Damn it, it'll come to me. I can't remember. No. <laughs> <laughs> Draw a blank. Me too. Uh, uh, I had to do it. I know because he sees me put it on. He's like, "Oh, we're doing that." Okay, okay. Put your oh boy, now somebody's going. Oh, 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 yeah, oh. getting his. Left. We're all rocking luchador masks for the rest of the show. I can tell by the oh, way this is going. Really I'm going to be the only one without a mask, probably. <laughs> no, I don't have one. So no, oh, don't, okay, Chris is joining me. We're all going to stay mad. We're both going to stay maskless. You know what's funny is it, it, if if James shows up, I will yeah. be mad if he doesn't put on the. Uh, authentic Raiders uh, uh, luchador mask. I got him in Mexico. Oh, I got awesome. him a legit luchador mask from Mexico 
Mexico. It's a uh, it's a bind in the back, like the, like a re- like a real mask, uh, like the one that 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 uh, Eric's wearing right now. Uh, it's got the Raider symbol on the side of the uh, side of the mask. That's awesome. You know, it's funny when the screens were because the screen's a little bit smaller from what I'm looking at. When I, he first uh, came back on with that mask, I thought it was the uh, what was the team that what was the team that Edge and Christian described dis- uh, disguised themselves as to get the, get the yeah they disguised themselves to get the tag team titles back from. Oh, the that's right. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That mask does look similar Los, when you Los look Matadors. at it from far away. It looks similar. Yeah. Los Matadors. Yep. Ah! <laughs> this is the mask Bethany's talking about. Yeah. The very low quality. There you go. Okay. If we're going to play that game, uh, give me give me a little bit. Not right now. Oh, boy. I, I know what's coming now, I think. Oh, no. Here we go. But going back to, to everything again, um, I, I was talking about the, the Mysterios, but Judgment Day. Um, <laughs> I, I have not been very happy. I mean, I like Judgment Day's uh, uh, faction and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 the one thing that kind of just makes me feel like it's not worth it is is getting rid of Edge. You know, I mean, it's just like I felt like Edge was what glued that together. Uh, but I mean, Judgment Day is still a really good team. I feel mm-hmm. like they're doing a really good job of uh, finding a way to take care of. Um, uh, why am I all of a sudden forgetting his name right now? Damien Priest. Damian not Damien Priest. Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor. They're doing a good job of bringing back that dark relevancy that Finn Balor is capable of that he has. I heard the demons coming back. Oh, dude, I cannot wait to see the demon come back because that fits that that theme so well. You know what I mean? Uh, and and then, you know, we'll get into what happened at the end of the match uh, uh, right after this because I have a whole, I kind of want to talk about that separately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what what are the reactions, guys? Uh, tell me what your thoughts are on, on this match in general, uh, starting with Jester G-Man. Okay, so yes, I agree with you, Phil. The match itself was great. I thought the match itself was good. In fact, uh, the match they had on Raw was actually great too with, with right. the Rey Mysterio 20th anniversary celebration and stuff. The only thing I kind of was disappointed in this match was that you took a match that you just had on Raw and you put it on the pay-per-view. You put it on SummerSlam. Right. It was the exact same match except it was no disqualification. That's the only thing. And that was just so Edge could come down and interfere in the match. So I feel like this is where, you know, there, there's a very controversial side to it where people sometimes like rematches and sometimes people don't like rematches. Like for instance, my take on this is if you have a rematch and it tells a great story, then I'm okay. You can have as many rematches as you want. I don't care if you have 10, as long as it tells a great story. Good. I'm not saying the Ray Mysterio, I'm not saying the Mysterio's Judgment Day story is not good but it's almost like it's kind of it's kind of reached a little bit into the story and now it's kind of like the the record's kind of scratching it's kind of like right. it's kind of going on repeat a little bit and you're like like the best way I can describe the Judgment Day even though I have very high hopes for this tag team or this high hopes for this faction is the one where I'll describe them is they're lost they they're kind of stuck in like a holding pattern they like it's like you don't know if they're going to expand you don't know if somebody new's coming in like for instance I would have been great if we had gotten a double fake last night and instead of Edge teaming with the Mysterios, he all of a sudden went back to the Judgment Day. Like, I would have been okay with that because, like I said, it didn't make sense in the beginning that they even took him out of the Judgment Day. Right. Uh, yep. I just felt that shocked me the, the night that that happened on Raw. Like, I think they needed him to kind of get off because you need that veteran to kind of be the leader to kind of to kind of get your other guys pushed a lot. So yep. I felt like when they got rid of Edge, they kind of killed their push a little bit. They killed it. They killed their momentum. And um, But like I said, I'm still not giving up. I still hope they, they do something with this 
satisfaction and they uh because like i said finn balor damian priest love those guys but and rhea, rhea ripley being an addition to it absolutely awesome but like i said they they seem to be treading water right now uh despite they have been having good matches with the mysterios but i want to see the story go further with them absolutely i, I agree them. yeah yeah and i mean the, the, one of the huge things with um with that in general i mean like you know you you the mysterios again the the the, the way that they're handling everything the way that everything is going it's it, it's a good kind of storyline happening right there uh judgment day uh actually I, I'll, I'll talk about it when we talk when we get into edge here in a minute but i mean like i have like a whole theory about what you can do to bring edge back into the faction even though he like obviously was not on their side kind of thing or i have theories on what might be happening based on his entrance so uh that being said let's get over here to uh deadpool number one uh <laughs> what is your uh uh your reaction here um really good match but uh ray could put on a great match i think dominic's starting to come into his own uh when he when i think when he will turn on ray he'll be a good singles competitor right. um i i always thought edge got kicked out like as far as storyline goes or or backstage uh rather is that maybe they kind of did an audible when cody went out they probably wanted cody to be like the big face on raw so they were like oh cody's out so we need another big face real quick oh let's you know edge let's probably get edge to be a big face on raw that was right. my idea of why they probably kicked edge out of uh judgment day but i think baller is a good leader if he is the leader you know, obviously he has um experience in leading factions and I mean, bullet club all the way yeah uh, da uh damian priest is great uh Rhea, oh, yeah. is, Rhea is great there's a sign on raw that said Rhea scares me and i love it and i it's like the <laughs> perfect like, like it's, it's seriously like it's so yep, true yep. um but uh, it, it was a great match and how that ended and what happened later was great and um i kind of want to see that going maybe into the next pay-per-view i want i kind of want to see a rematch of that yeah yeah and i feel like Rhea right now was like a china level enforcer mm -hmm. you know what i mean like she she just wrecks shop and in, in a way that kind of like we haven't seen in a uh uh dominant maybe like i guess it would be like a cross sex uh um character because like her whole thing is like she attacks males and it's like mm -hmm. you know we haven't seen that since china since beth phoenix you know what i mean yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. funny enough that beth phoenix was like the last big major character like that and it's edge's wife so. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know, uh the, eric, the circle goes full right exactly so, right uh yeah. eric what were what was your reactions on the match i liked it it was good um, yeah. i was watching it and i was watching mysterio doing those moves i was thinking dude this guy is three years and be 50 years old yeah yeah and he's doing stuff that's just insane it's like dude, he's, he's still hell? moves like he did in the 90s man it's crazy yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, alba is just a, just a bit more sluggish due to age but no the guy's mm -hmm. moving like a guy half his age yeah, yeah. And, um yeah. it's pretty cool that they gave uh we really if you pay attention to the way uh edges uh when edge came out and you pay attention to the screen in the back you saw people falling down like to like hell or something yeah mm -hmm. so i'm seeing finn balor coming back as the demon to take on edge oh that's a yeah. that I, and you know edge came out with this demonic entrance yeah the brood the brood exactly. oh, oh, more yep. demonic looking and i just thought like that's gonna be the match for Apollo WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. It's uh, Agent Finn Balor, the Demon Finn Balor, right? And I think they'll give that match if, because you know, you know, Finn Balor is a Triple H guy. Yeah, yeah. Finn Balor is Triple H's like his boy, his man, guy. Mm -hmm. I, I, I miss his entrance, man, when he used to yeah. come out and do the with the lights. Yeah. Like, that was yeah. such a good entrance. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the Demon like, one was even better. Yeah, when he would, he, he would crawl down to the uh, to the to the, yep. the ring. Oh man. And I think like right now this is planting the seats for Finn Balor like his uh career resurrection because if you pay attention to right. the commentators mm -hmm. they even said ever since finn balor came over here to wwe he's found minimal he, he, he didn't really 
find that much success. Yeah. So they're bringing it up in commentary. And, you know, Triple H, he wants to tell a story through the commentators, too. Yep. So they yeah. brought up uh, Finn struggling yep. throughout his yep. whole tenure with the uh, main roster. Yep. So I mean, part of that was also some of those um, th- those changes in character. Like, they did a lot of, like, kind of, like, subtle changes in character that just kind of, like, off- off-put him to a lot of people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, stuff that he didn't agree with that he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Like, what about that finish? What that about that finish between him and Roman at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view what, last oh. year? And they had that thing where he got taken off the top rope for, like, I mean, some supernatural thing happened or something, and the top rope just broke, like, for no yeah. reason. I mean, yeah. what was that? I'm like, you know, my, what reaction was that? Was, uh, my reaction was Chris the Clown. Like, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what the hell was that? And, they never, and the bad thing about it is, with that thing, they never even explained what happened or anything. Like, I would have liked, it even as ridiculous as it may have been, I still would have liked to have had an explanation of, you know, did Roman, you know, summon some kind of, you know, the gods or something to take down Finn Balor? I mean, even if it was ridiculous or something, I still would, they never gave an explanation. They act like it didn't even happen. Roman Reigns summoned the power of himself. Yeah. It's that pandemic storyline writing where they're just throwing stuff out there and like, ah, oh, we're just going to throw it out there until we get people in and then we'll start doing stuff it really pisses me off to no end Uh, moving on to chris uh what was your reaction man uh solid match i actually i I like all the guys um and i want to say Rhea's still hurt isn't she didn't she get hurt like a month or so ago so maybe that's why they're kind of just having her do kind of like that china enforcer rule uh role i should say because i i thought i read somewhere that she'd got hurt though maybe she's Mm -hmm. still nursing an injury but um i actually like her as an enforcer kind of like the uh beth china jacqueline type person who's not afraid Mm -hmm. to take on guys and she seems to have a niche for beating up dominic um (laughs) i know right so um but uh i could see a brood versus judgment day thing happen maybe exactly depending on how they do survivor series this year if they're going to do the traditional smackdown versus raw or if we're actually going to maybe break away from that for a little bit and get back to hey my team against this team type of deal right um i could see that happening there um but yeah i i kind of feel like judgment day get it, throwing edge out did kind of get them like well who's gonna lead us um and i like finn balor um i kind of i would love to see him stay a face just because when it comes to like entertainment he's got one of the best interests that everybody participates with mm-hmm. um so that's the, the selfish part of me losing that aspect but um i thought i thought it was a good match so um and i think if they can find the right group of people uh to go against judgment day it would be amazing um i'd love to see uh if this were to ever happen bray wyatt come back and join edge and oh, the brood. please yes um that i think those, all night i was like please yeah. please break those, those two together i think uh in the brood i think that would just be amazing to take on judgment day and i think i'd love to see bray wyatt back um easily yeah definitely and um you know i, I think you'd be i think it would be good um but i i there's nothing i could say bad about this match liked everybody involved uh i just mm-hmm. hope they do more with judgment day yep, yeah yep. moving on over here uh the next thing that we have and just uh <laughs> next thing we got going on is the return of edge so i mean i i was super excited about this in general because one we knew we knew edge was going to come back but I, what made it like just that much better was the fire starts the lights go out and the brood music starts because I, I at first i thought it was bray wyatt right i was like oh shit is bray wyatt coming back 
Yeah. Uh, but then you hear the brood music, and it's like, oh no, one hundred. There it is. Yes. There he is. Bray Wyatt's made his return. There you go. Right there. He's back. Nice. Bray Wyatt is back. The Fiend is back. What? The Fiend is back. What? So, uh, you know, the, the, uh, with Edge and and the and the the brood music coming on, I immediately was like, okay, uh, you know, is he coming back in the like as the form of Edge from the Brood? You know, and I mean, like, it'd be cool to see Christian Cage come back, but he's got he's got so much success where he's at. I don't see yeah. him doing that. Um, what what uh, you know, with Edge and everything like that, what I would like to see is, you know, I have this theory that he either uh, uh, makes like a masochist uh, return to Judgment Day, where it's like I have to teach them through pain, mm. because that could work with that faction, right? Is that the only way they'll learn is through pain? I have to put them through pain in order to learn, and that's why I beat beat up all of Judgment Day, and then they come back to like you know the uh, you know teach us master kind of thing, right? Yeah. Or uh, he forms the Brood, and that's where we can get like Tommaso Ciampa, uh, you know, mm. work with with Edge, you know, and that would be like a really dark but good uh, like faction. I think um, the so at the end when I guess uh, Rey Mysterio hit the hit the the finishing move to to pin uh, I, I think he pinned Finn right yeah I think he pinned Finn right and I don't know if you paid attention and like I said I don't know if it means anything or it doesn't mean anything at all but the way Edge was kind of staring at Finn while he was getting pinned by Rey like I could almost believe the first thing you said Phil like I could almost believe that he gets back into the Judgment Day and he says okay look you're uh, you know not that necessarily Edge is going to become an enemy of the Mysterios necessarily but like he could say look you guys haven't done anything since you've kicked me out you know you've been losing to the Mysterios you lost to him twice in a row you know stuff like that and he's like you know what you guys need me and you guys need me to teach you and I felt like I like I said I don't know if it means anything or not but I just I was paying attention how Edge was standing there right outside the ring as Ray was pinning Finn and he was just kind of like staring into the soul of Finn when like when, when right. Finn was getting pinned there so like I said I could honestly believe that happening will it happen I don't know um but it could you know it could be could be a definite possibility I think it could lead to the demon coming back to show like Edge AJ. yeah yeah Edge could be the one that brings the demon back into Finn yeah right yeah. absolutely right yeah. if they if they're going with the route of long-term booking yeah. I can see it either at the World Rumble or WrestleMania where the demon comes back and make it a big deal because you know yep. I remember when Triple H was in NXT and Finn Balor was the NXT champion mm-hmm. whenever the demon would come in they'd make it this huge deal it's like right. Undertaker yep. coming back yep. Yep. right and I mean that was one of the things that kind of like I was upset about like for the longest time is why is it that we're not getting the demon and you know it's yeah. because the demon got defeated uh you know I I for the longest time was saying that the best booking they could have done is if they would have put the fiend up against the demon yep uh, I knew you were gonna say that I knew yeah I you know I, I've been talking about that for years that if you put the fiend up against the demon you can do really good long-term booking with that that would have been a crazy match yeah like you have yeah. the fiend being the new monster in the playground yep. and he defeats the demon and that like basically you know destroys Finn Balor's morale uh mm-hmm. at the time we still had the uh the 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 club coming up so yeah. you can have him join the club that could be the heel turn that he needed and mm-hmm. essentially you get this long-term rivalry between the club and uh yeah. and the uh the playhouse right um and i was saying that the b team should have joined the playhouse <laughs> and they become like his his kind of like little lackeys right you remember phil you remember I, I i don't know if i was talking to no i don't think i was even chatting with you guys before this i don't know if you remember a few years ago when actually the the b team was still a tag team and they did uh, they did imitations of ray wyatt and matt hardy on an episode of raw did you did you hear how eerily close Bo Dallas's was doing Bray Wyatt. I mean, they sounded I mean, like the exact making, same person. I've been making fun of his brother for years. So I mean, yeah. like- <laughs> I mean, it was so funny when his his voice 
sounded exactly like Bray. Like, you yeah. I mean, why wasn't why wasn't Bo Dallas in the Wyatt family? Like, I don't know why he wasn't in the Wyatt family. And that's that what I was saying for a while. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, I understand if if he didn't want to, yeah, he uh, might not have wanted to. He, right. he didn't want to work with his brother just to, so he can establish himself. But it was one of those things where you can create a a long lasting faction that is like a a credible threat yeah. if you put them together because when they were a tag team in NXT, they were unstoppable. Yep. You know, so it's just like, why not put Bo Dallas and, and, and Bray Wyatt together? Well, I heard, I heard the original push for the Wyatt family was Bo Dallas was going to be in the Wyatt family. And what, what happened there was they were going to go with Bray. Uh, uh, oh, shoot. Why, why am I the two tall guys? Uh, Luke Harper and um, Eric Rowan. And Eric, Eric Rowan. Yep. So those mm-hmm. so those three were going to be like the evil brothers. And then and then Bo Dallas, which they probably would have changed his name because Bo Dallas doesn't sound like a Wyatt family name, but mm-hmm. they would have changed his name. And he was supposed to be like the brother that had a little evil in him, but at the same time, he was like a good guy. So he was going to be kind of like the outcast of the group, even though he was part of the group. And I heard that was the original push for the white so family. He was going to be the dumb brother, basically, is what they yeah, so, And I heard, that was, a, I heard that was a Bruce Pritchard pitch. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. But I mean, like, you know, like I was saying, if you if you would have put them together, because you get you can get some darkness out of Bo Dallas. We've seen it. Yes. Right? Yeah, you um, especially when he went heel, like, you know, you could see like levels of anger. And I was like, if you if you play with that, you can yeah. lead that into him being a part of the the, the Wyatt family. What, my idea, um, yeah, uh, NT War Machine said I completely forgot they were related. Um, but I mean, like you know, you you can um, w- what you could have done is you could have had them be like they were the B team when they were in Playhouse, and then all of a sudden you have these just weird masked characters that show up and yeah. just wreck everything. Just everything yep. they touch gets destroyed. Um, but you don't know who they are, right? It's kind of like you know, like you know, uh, the marks are gonna know it's yeah that's that's uh uh you know the b team but it's like you know the way they play the storyline is these these weird monsters are walking around uh and then you know that's their their demonic you know fiend characters mm-hmm. uh, versus when they're in the playhouse they're just the b team you know and they're just because yeah. both of those guys can play like you know really naive happy-go-lucky you know sure. um like like playhouse characters like that yep. especially when you're doing like a blues clues style tv show yep. they you know they they fit they, they fit as characters like that right so I was always saying that you could do that with them. Uh, and then you have the club together, right? And then uh, basically you have him build back up to become the demon again. And the demon defeats the fiend later on. And you get this really good long-term booking. Obviously it never happened, right? But I mean, like we need the demon back. It's, it's, yep. it was, the demon was such a draw that yep. you we need that character back. Now we hijacked this whole thing. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, uh, what was your reaction on Edge returning, man? I thought it was great. First of all, his shirt is awesome, man. I already ordered yeah. it. That, oh, that yeah. real, um, came out of nowhere you know i i kind of didn't expect it but when he did it was great you know a couple of spears here and there um I, I i would like to see an edge at least edge versus thin like singles match i think that would mm-hmm. be good and then whatever from there maybe edge will like join judgment day again from there right but, yeah i thought i thought the edge that was a really good surprise really good really good pop that he got good entrance I yep, maybe good. they fight for leadership of the of uh i was just gonna say that phil yeah. <laughs> he beat me to it again I was gonna say it. Yep. You and I think alike. You and I think a lot alike. Yeah, seven or seven or eight months to build this story. Yep. Yep. You do. Yep. Uh, that is a good WrestleMania match right here. Finn and Edge. Yeah, yeah. that would be a good match. That would be a really good match. Yeah. Uh, Eric, what was your reactions on Edge returning? I mean, just like I said before, I see it as a, uh, I see it as uh, planting the seeds for a Finn and Edge match somewhere down the road, and the mm-hmm. the resurrection of the Demon, pretty much. Yeah. Or and then uh, I think Triple H will give Finn the he'll give what he he'll give him what he deserves when it comes to the you know the notoriety of the uh, 
that demon and making him a big deal again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Finn Balor is in the same level as uh, with the fans as like Cesaro. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like uh, he's extremely popular with the fans. They know he's one of the best ever. They know that he deserves way more. Yeah. And this is the perfect opportunity to do it. Because this is what, what's good is, again, we were talking about bringing the mid-card titles back to relevancy. Like, give Finn Balor the, the, the IC title, right? And and let yeah. him just wreck shop on people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that brings back relevancy to that title. He can bring, he can make it relevant again. He'll bring the prestige back. I mean, look at AEW with the TNT titles, the TNT mm-hmm. championship. Right. It has more relevance than any of those two other titles, the right. US and the Continental title. Right. It has more relevance. Yeah. It's like because they treat it like it's a it's a title worth pursuing. Right. Yep. Right. Did y'all did y'all recall did y'all recall the whole Finn Balor Royal Rumble thing this this past year where he didn't even get a spot in the Rumble? Exactly. And somebody talked to him on Twitter or something like that, and he said, or and I think a fan asked him, "Are you hurt?" And he showed a picture. No, I'm just sitting in a pub having a Guinness. And like, <laughs> he didn't even have a he didn't even have a spot in the Royal Rumble. Like they didn't even book him in the Royal Rumble. I was yeah. like, that's what? trash. I'm like, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah. he's not even hurt. He's like enjoying a beer at a pub. You know, you're just gonna it's disrespect just, uh, Tim Balor like that. You yeah, know? It, it's a, it just shows like uh, you know Vince's old man, completely outdated views, his old man ways, where it's like yeah. see Tim Balor, he just looks at him like you're too small. Yeah. You're not yeah. six foot five, and you're not bulging with rippling muscles like how I want them. Yeah, but he's but 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 he's out here, you know, taking down dudes twice his size and and out wrestling everybody in the ring. Like, I mean, you know, it's like, dude, look at them as wrestlers and not as as you know, because they're not the size of Hulk freaking Hogan. You know what I mean? Yep. And the fans love him too. The yeah. fans love him, Balor. Mm-hmm. Every time he uh, wrestles, fans love him. And yeah. he obviously didn't listen to the WWE universe like he says he does. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you noticed the commentators don't really say WWE universe anymore? Yep. They say WWE fans or the fans. Yeah, yep. and that's that's probably like the first thing Stephanie said when she came when, when when she took over was like we're not calling it the universe anymore. The fans hate that shit. We're calling it fans again. And you and you can tell the subtle changes. You can tell that nobody's in the commentator's ear anymore. You can tell that they've kind, they're kind of more laid back now. They're kind of like I, I think Michael Cole. It actually it actually shocked Michael Cole because I think he's been so used to Vince being in his ear for the last twenty years that he actually if you notice it, it, it's very subtle. But if you notice, he's almost like kind of having to get used to it all over again kind of doing the commentating by himself like he's like like i think he got kind of tongue-tied last night when he was on with uh uh, uh cory cory graves and i think he was like because i think he was i think he was still in the habit because obviously if you've been doing it for 25 years you're it's going to be hard to break the habit but it was like he was waiting for vince to tell him something in his ear and he kind of didn't know where to go and i think cory graves covered for him really good but it was kind of funny but i'm sure you know it'll come with time he'll get back into doing what he needs in the to swing do. Of it. And, and what's funny yeah. is that um, that was a comment that got made about how he's like oh man there's, there's a change coming out of you michael cole and he goes well yeah i mean you know th- th- this got me fired up like yeah <laughs> yeah you notice too that michael cole actually said wrestling several times during the yep. whole show oh yeah, yeah. yeah he said wrestling yep. two times yeah he said wrestling. Yeah. the internet was buzzing saying actually how much michael cole had changed just last night and actually yeah. how it was for the better so he said wrestling, and, and it yeah. felt like it too yep yep the, the word is wrestling it, was said a few times by the different commentators too it's like oh shit, is it any wrestling. is it any coincidence that the best commentator that everybody's a fan of right now b- before the vin- before vince McMahon's era ended was it any surprise that the best commentator that everybody liked was pat mcafee because you know why vince isn't in pat mcafee's ear he's basically told matt uh-huh. pat mcafee that he'd go out there and say whatever he wants michael cole just has to kind of reel him in when he gets a little out of control but right. nobody's in pat mcafee's ear and pat mcafee has become one of the you know most popular co- uh, commentators in, re- in wwe right now right. so it's because nobody's in his ear telling him what to say right you know? right, right. So he's very uh, organic so. 
right. Uh, before we jump on to the next match right here, Chris, what was your uh, reactions on Edge's return? Uh, again, happy Edge is back. Um, so to actually, what I would like to see with Edge, uh, I know you guys are saying him join Judgment Day, and I think that would be good. Uh, I think a good play on that is you kind of Theon Greyjoy him, where you really like beat him, and he's like, you know, forgets who he is for a second, and right around time for WrestleMania, you got somebody to kind of bring him back um, or start getting in the ear and they just keep building and building until eventually at Mania, Edge like turns and on all of Dud- Judgment Day or something like that. Right. Um, that's what I'd like to see. Um, but I, I think him having having them come back at least since uh, gives Judgment Day a target. So whether Edge starts finding help, whether he tries to take them all on a loan, um, you know, whatever it, the case may be, you know, you put Edge in some title matches and then have Judgment Day cost him titles and stuff like that, you know. Um, but I think I think it's good that he's back he's definitely needed absolutely man absolutely uh so we're gonna go to the next match here speaking of pat mcafee uh we got pat mcafee versus happy <laughs> corbin the uh the, the 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 colts return match uh you know <laughs> I, before you even get into it i thought i swear to god i thought this was a meme because somebody had i swear i saw it like two months ago where somebody was posted the meme of both of them in colts uniforms and like this story writes itself somebody just put it on tv and then i saw it i was like holy shit they actually did it yeah yeah we're actually teammates uh right uh so g-man let me know what your thoughts are on this pat mcafee versus happy corbin well i think you know by now what my feelings are on happy corbin yeah i I fucking hate happy corbin Uh, so much um, and, and, and that disappoints me because I really think Baron Corbin, believe it or not, I really feel like he has the potential to be a good character. They just haven't found it yet. I don't, I don't, but they're, it's like, they're doing a lot of experiments, uh, failed experiments, obviously, but, but it's like, he hasn't found his, 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 his niche yet, I guess. I mean, he just hasn't found it. I, I will say this, he, his lone care, his lone wolf character in NXT, it was pretty, it was okay. Like that was probably the best one he's had. Is when yeah, he and was that was a triple H character too. Yeah. That was probably and yeah that was when he was triple under triple eight but yeah so happy core my thoughts on happy Corbin aside um pat mcafee made this match i mean there's oh, yeah. no there's no debate about that i don't think I, I think probably everybody here would agree with that i he mean almost killed himself like twice but I yeah mean, he did he did almost have a couple of slips and everything and that's when i was asking you man is he wearing like slick shoes or what, what is he wearing i don't know what he's going but he recovered <laughs> nicely from those slips i mean he re, he did amazing recovery for somebody yeah. that's kind of in the position he is where he doesn't wrestle full time and and he just made like when he went to the top rope that first time and he almost lost his footing but he did a miraculous uh, recovery I, I almost thought he was going to fall back off the rope I did he, he almost he was going to. Yeah, yeah he almost died trying to do a swanton bomb but it's like when he did the swanton bomb it looked it looked yeah. amazing when he did it yeah uh, I think it was yeah. actually Chris in, in our chat that was like uh uh when, when, when you're like he's wearing slick shoes he's like, well he's wearing Jordans and I was like well I mean Corbin's wearing high, uh, mid-top vans so I mean like they're both <laughs> not wearing wrestling shoes I, I just thought he was wearing slick shoes because it seemed like everything <laughs> he did that was high risk he did a, like he did like a little slip like i said he recovered great on all right, of them right. but he did like little slips and everything but i gotta I, I mean i gotta give credit where credit's due he's been i mean the few matches that he's wrestled you know adam cole um who do, uh, he wrestled uh who do, uh theory i guess is who he wrestled. yeah he wrestled yeah. theory wrestlemania and wrestled happy corbin i mean he's looked he's looked great in all three yeah. of those matches and I, I i gotta give him credit i mean he's he actually surprised like when i when i heard he was going against adam cole like two or three years ago i was like who is this guy like what is this guy? he just runs a talk show and 
it. But man, he made me eat my words that night. He he did great in that match. And like yeah. I said, I've I've always been high on Pat McAfee since then. Oh. Yeah, n- none of these guys are half assed and that's 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 what yeah, I like. He def- you can tell he he puts in the work too. You can tell right. he puts in the work. So yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, I was actually this match was good for me. I I, I liked this match. I enjoyed nice. it. Good, 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 good. Uh, Daniel, did you like the chorus at the beginning? Did you like? Wait, the chorus? Oh my god, that was so good. Bomas Corbin, the oh. sung by the court, but sung by the choir. Oh my god, that was so good. I was not expecting that chorus. Oh man. Uh that shit was funny as hell, man. Um, and, and then just like kind of taunting him the entire match, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, so and then the chorus, the, the bum ass cor- uh, Corbin leads into his theme, and I was just yes. like, "Oh, this is great, man! Perfect. I love this. Perfect, such a good he's way." A showman, to- man, Pat McAfee, man, he's a showman. Yeah, great. I'm saying like if he if 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 he's nothing else, he he's a showman. I mean, yes. he's he's built for this industry, man. Yeah, he is. You know, uh, Daniel, what uh what were your 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 reactions thoughts on Pat McAfee? And it, was, it was a very entertaining match i i enjoyed it um i know michael cole had a cover for um, mcafee on commentary he mentioned something about like the humidity was causing things to be like slippery mm. um so that was i think that was great on cole kind of like yeah covering mcafee that's true um yeah. although pop in, in my opinion i think it was the top three best worst sunset flips of all time <laughs> <laughs> It's just it was like it was, it was like slow motion, but like it worked and it was great. Yeah, and I, yeah. I thought that was a great finish. Uh, McAfee is definitely an entertainer. I think he's meant for this industry, and yeah. you know, and and during that match, Cole and Graves going back and forth was also like just that was gold oh, shit. Yeah, Both oh man, great. Yeah, those two guys together, and then of course, uh, uh, Graves always has to like bring up the fact that he's married to. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like he always brings. I got a beautiful wife at home. Uh, wants me to come home on Fridays. And yeah. yeah, like he always brings it up. And it's funny because of like, you got to remember like how much he tried to cover up that relationship. And then when WWE said it was okay for them to to, to talk about it, he just blew up with it. And they made it like a, yeah. a they made it a good topic. Like it, it, it's, it works for his character to be, he's already arrogant to be arrogant that he's got a hot wife too. So it's like, I, yeah. I, I love that. It's, it's, it's almost like Miz level uh, arrogance because Maurice is hot. So it's like. <laughs> and then with, with Corbin with me, he's he's the only wrestler where I kind of like don't have an opinion on. I don't like him, but I also like don't hate him. Yeah, yes. he's kind of just there. Yeah, yeah you, you don't you don't care fun. enough for him to go either way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. his I mean, mic skills are what bother me. I, I I hate anytime he's on the mic. I cringe. I I hate anytime he's on the mic because it always sounds like he's forcing everything he says. That's everything true. sounds like it's a script that he didn't remember. You know, so I was like. <laughs> You should not talk to me, Michael Cole. You got it. <laughs> you know, like, it always sounds like a really bad script because he's a shitty actor. You know, like I, I, I that's I, I hate whenever he's on the mic. Uh, his wrestling skills are okay. You know, um, I, I, I brought it up and Jester G Man was laughing as they were talking when, when, uh, when, uh, uh, when Graves was like, he's a top tier athlete. I was like, and he's <laughs> He's, when was the last time Happy Corbin won a match? I think I think that I think you need to do the what uh, the what thing right now. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because that's exactly what I said when Corey Graves said that. I said what? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was a, it was a very entertaining match. That was yeah. all uh, McAfee, I believe. Definitely kind of carried that match, which is strange for the non wrestler to kind of carry the match. Yeah, which yeah. I mean that's that's two matches. I mean you know again yeah. Logan Paul doing the same thing earlier in the night. Uh, you know just supremely and. I mean, the Miz carried that match too. The Miz is yeah. is is amazing in the ring, which is why that match is a little bit better. But I mean, you know, you just have two guys who 
have a lot of charisma, who have a lot of showmanship, and and it, and it follows through with the amount of work they put in as wrestlers, you know. And and it's like it makes you appreciate it because it's not like when uh when you have like like when Dennis Rodman came into the WCW, it was like you know it was just, you know he obviously didn't put any work into it or anything like that. Or when you see Stone Cold or not Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh when you see Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know uh deck somebody and 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 it looks like he's actually punching someone. Or same thing with Mike Tyson, you know, like you know you guys who are like wrestling fans but didn't put the work in like you're seeing these guys 100% put in wrestling work and, and it yep. shows yep. selling selling is a skill oh yeah absolutely uh eric what are your thoughts man match of the night match of the night yeah it was just a uh, fun it was fun to watch it was just fun to watch because uh, the way i saw it was it was uh, entertaining good wrestling funny you just it reminded me of uh it reminded me of orange cassidy against uh will osprey oh, yeah uh, that's good it reminded me of it no not like wrestling wise but like the fun factor and you were just enjoying it because mm-hmm. the way i saw it was it was it was pretty much uh you guys always talk about ha- baron corbin and yeah it's like nobody likes him he's like the annoying guy that will not go away that keeps poking you laughing at you and he told him go away but he won't but you can't hit him you mm-hmm. know what i mean but you can't and he takes advantage of it well, he, but he's also he's he's a vince guy so it's just kind of like yeah, you know yeah. he's he's well he, that's why that's why i say he has the potential to be a very good heel he has a very yeah. potential but i feel like there's just when he when he come when he's happy corbin or whatever he was before then like there's just something missing with him like i, I can't put my finger on exactly what's missing because yeah you're right i mean he can he can poke at you and be very heelish and and i feel like it comes out in certain instances but yeah. there's just something missing to his character that it just makes me at times just not care about him i don't know yeah. why it is but yeah i feel like if he if he found that one thing that i, I can't figure out what's missing like he'd be a good he'd be a great heel he would be a great heel i think he would be uh kind of he would be he'd just be like just the uh, how can i put it trevor from gta5 say that one more time <laughs> kind of like a uh not as crazy but more like serious trevor from gta5 oh, oh my god <laughs> bit him. i was gonna say like um, you gotta make him like a crazy meth head <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> but like he just like uh like he would just attack people for no reason like he would just attack yeah. people it was just uh to build his character up as just he just doesn't care anymore just mm-hmm. he doesn't care yeah. you know i think that would be his character like, he just stops caring about we we need to bring back the lone wolf i mean you know like the lone wolf yeah. was good enough and you can build off of that um in corbin's know. defense in corbin's defense like it's, i don't think it's been all his fault obviously about his character like i think wwe has really pushed him in the wrong direction too like first of all you gave him the money in the bank he did nothing with that i mean you could have had a perfect chance to build him with that. I mean, I feel like John Cena, that was okay that he didn't do a, good, a successful cash-in because John Cena was already a made guy. He, he didn't need the cash-in. Right. Baron, I think, kind of needed it. And I think he needed to hold on to the briefcase for longer than he did, in my personal opinion. Yeah. And then I think he needed a successful cash-in at the end of it. Also, they gave him the King of the Ring. What did they do with that? I mean, he was King Corbin, but, I mean, the King of the Ring has become a joke, if you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, there's the no King of the Ring used to have so much prestige yeah. back then, and now it's just like an afterthought, like the mid-card titles, and you didn't do anything with the king of the ring so i feel like wwe has kind of put him in that spot like and they've made his last few characters very gimmicky like yeah. he you know he's not a the lone wolf like i said his the nxt character he played in triple h's nxt that was the one where it wasn't too gimmicky he was just a i mean you saw him he was like a big menacing guy he had long hair he had like the he came out to that biker music that was i mean i was like yeah. this guy's gonna be like a badass you know and yeah, I feel like, yes i feel like i agree well, i feel like with phil phil's 
also his mic skills are they could be better yes they could be better and i feel like actually the way you solve that is you leave him as the menacing uh leave him as the menacing lone wolf and put a mouthpiece on him put a paul Heyman with him or something like yeah. that make him make paul Heyman his mouthpiece and stuff and i swear baron corbin probably would have had a better path if he had done that so and do, he, I, do i think he has decent wrestling skills yes absolutely but i feel like wwe has kind of really failed him on the writing and yeah stuff. he would have been really good with paul Heyman, man like if, if yeah. they would have given him given him to paul Heyman like early on dude he would have been he would have yeah. been great oh yeah paul Heyman is without a doubt the best mind in wrestling all oh, wrestling yeah. he has the greatest mind yep. he's the best and he's the, he has the best mic skills and he has the best mind out of anybody in wrestling mm-hmm. and he would have done great with baron Corbin. i mean with this match what uh remember what i said it was like the fun factor mm-hmm. remember i said that he's like the annoying guy that kept poking you but you can't punch him mm-hmm. freaking uh the way this match was was pat mcafee didn't just punch him he was trolling him before he punched him oh yeah yeah he would troll him he would do the exact same thing that he would do to the people like he would poke him back mm-hmm. and make fun of him then punch him. that's what he that's what this match was to me. yeah like yeah. one of the first things i noticed is you know uh baron corbin one of his like signature things is sliding on the the left side of the uh the the, the ring post running yep. on the side and then jumping back in the ring yeah. uh and mcafee caught him and fucking drop kicked him through the ring through the yeah. ropes. And i was yeah. like yes yep. Yep. Like, that's what i love is you disrupt what what the normal is right like you you're yeah. used to seeing baron corbin do what he does and everybody's like oh it's it's uh, it's like oh my god it's not predictable and you know nobody knew he was gonna do that no mac yeah. like, no fuck that i'm drop kicking him and then it's like <laughs> yes this is a, this is great this is what i want you know what i mean it's it's the same thing as if somebody um like say somebody was like down on the ropes uh and roman's getting ready to run up and do a um uh do do a drive by and they get drive-by, up yep, drive-by. fast you know like that would be dope yep yep absolutely uh chris what are your thoughts on pat mcafee and, and happy corbin um i i like pat mcafee and i think he's one of those guys like don't don't make him wrestle bring him out for special events because i think he puts on a really really good show and he's definitely meant for this business um i'm with you guys on baron corbin there's just i think i i don't know he's he's he doesn't seem heelish enough and maybe that's what it is for me like he's supposed to be a heel but he just he's missing like that mean streak i think if they would have kept him the lone wolf and mm-hmm. yeah put him in with him and he's a man a few words and then she just goes and like drops people that would have been i'd be happy with that but just exactly. whole happy corbin and all this other stuff like yeah they wwe has they, he's one that definitely needs like a rewrite um and i think he's been on tv too long so i think take him away give him something new to do or work on some new character for him and then bring him back that would be good um but overall good match um again pat mcafee can do no wrong in my another dude who didn't want to go out there and just be good he wanted to be really really good and put in the time to work so i appreciate that and i thought it was great Mm -hmm. that kind of corbin is where towards the end of where braun Strowman was um because like braun Strowman got uh you know he got treated with really bad irrelevancy towards the end Mm -hmm. uh, before he left and it was just kind of like you have this dude that you bill as the giant monster that's unstoppable but he gets beat every match yeah that yeah Yeah, and, and, and what made that worse was unlike corbin where you know nobody likes corbin and they don't care if he loses and it's like a funny thing for him to lose mm-hmm. uh uh braun Strowman was so over yep. you know like he was yeah so he was yeah over, he and was. it was like you know, why do you make a character that everybody loves lose every match yeah yep. you know or same thing with like bray wyatt they were just like okay well we don't want to break the, cons- the 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 consistency of the fiend so we're just gonna let bray wyatt wrestle matches and he's gonna lose you know yeah. I mean? like and it's like you're you're just taking away all the relevancy of those those characters especially like yeah. monster characters when mm-hmm. you're trying to like build them 
up to be like you know uh dominant monster phenoms like the undertaker you know and it's like you're taking all of that relevancy away from them by by making them lose every match that they're in Uh, again those were all obvious like like vince moves you know like you know vince is like okay well we have to make the good guys look good so we'll build up the bad guys to be the big bad guys but they're gonna lose every match and it's like well that that defeats the purpose of them being monsters that's that's the hulk hogan method right that's why i think like uh as he got older as vince got older he just became more and more inept in how to make a good story so he just got stuck in the old 80s ways where like oh it built these guys up only for the big dude to take him down and make him irrelevant after that right which he was trying to yeah he was trying to build roman reigns to be that monster but roman reigns didn't have actual relevancy until he went heel it was like not just that but the fan base mentality has changed too where it became extremely transparent what Vince was trying to do and mm-hmm. everyone hated it it was like dude this is stupid this is outdated this is old like oh you don't know what you're talking about you know? I've been doing this for, for 40 years. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you're fucking terrible at it, dude. Yeah. To sum it up too, how far they let Baron Corbin actually fall. Yeah. Does anybody even remember that he was the guy that retired Kurt Angle? That's right. Yeah. From but, Henry, but again, who remembers that? Who remembers that? that? Like, but everybody was pissed about that. Like everybody yeah, was, like, everybody was pissed people, about it. And now it's an afterthought. Nobody remembers it. Yeah. Like of all people, why would you let Baron Corbin retire Kurt Angle? One you of the know? greatest, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's all time wrestler yep and here's the other thing too i mean i know a lot of people don't like that the i know a lot of people don't like that the undertaker streak ended but everybody's always going to remember that brock brock lesnar retired or ended the streak of the undertaker everybody's going to remember that whether they like it or they not as much as i hate brock lesnar sometimes i'm I'm liking him more now because his character is a lot better but i mean like as much as i hated brock lesnar he's still a relevant name he's a he's a character that that continuously if he loses it's never a i got my ass kick loss you know what i mean like 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 we're gonna get into it in a minute here but like like last night it wasn't a you know he lost cleanly and and you know anything like that like they had to fucking destroy him in order to win that match that was you know what i mean like like literally it took all three of them beating the living shit out of him in order to end that match and not even that they had to pile all the crap that's on. what i'm saying like when i said <laughs> three of them beating the living shit out of him like they had to they had to literally bury him yeah, he's a monster yeah you know and but he's built that character in a way where it it makes sense that you have to work that hard to end Brock Lesnar, yeah. you know, and again, because the way his character has been in the last, you know, couple of months where he's not just a, well, I'm a beast for the sake of being a beast. Like, you know, he's got some comedy in his character now. He's got a lot of, you know, he, yeah. you, you're, you're entertained to watch Brock Lesnar versus where it was like, okay, three, three moves and the match is done. And that's what really pissed me off. Well, you know what I like about his comedic character? What I like about his comedic character is you can look at him and laugh at him and laugh at the stuff that he says and everything. But at the same time, you're like, man, I don't want to laugh at this guy at the wrong time because he might yeah. turn around and whoop my ass. No, he's, like, he's, he's, like, that's what makes him so funny. Like, he's like, yep. he's like, can turn on you in a heartbeat. You know? He's like, like a like, more powerful Stone Cold Steve Austin right now is what yeah. he is, especially after last night. He is, yeah. he, he had total Steve Austin vibes all night. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that's before we get in, yeah, before we jump into the next match, we got like a little quick uh, promo in between. So Drew McIntyre came out, uh, did a quick promo uh, uh, talking about um, he's going to fight whoever is the universal champion at the time at Clash of the 
uh, the castle. Uh, how did you feel about that promo, man? Do you think it was well placed, or do you think it was something that could have waited? Um, this is a hard one for me. I mean, I I didn't dislike the promo. I didn't I didn't think it was bad. I I really don't know where else I would have placed it. I mean, I don't think there was really a right place to place it. Really, um, I thought it was kind of cool that he came out and you know did the promo for the crowd. Even gave that kid a high five and kind of made that yeah. kid part of the pro uh, part of the promo as well yeah. and stuff. That kid's and, gonna remember that for the rest. Yeah, of his he's life. gonna remember that for the rest of his life. I think and I yeah. think um like I said, I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't have any issues with it. I thought he was, you know, he was kind of setting up, you know, he was kind of giving little vibes about setting up what we were going to see later. And um, obviously we could have never expected what we were going to see, but, um, but I felt like he kind of was doing a, he was kind of doing two things at once. He was promoting the match for later in the night, but he was also promoting the big match for class at the clash at the castle as well. So uh, yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was kind of cool. Okay. For sure. Daniel, what did you think? And then did Bethany fall over uh, in, in pure joy after seeing Drew McIntyre sitting there in a, in a, in a white tank top. <laughs> right? Um, he was doing her nails when I was watching it, and I was like, oh, look, your, your man's on. It's hard. Now <laughs> After a while, it won't get hard because that guy's an extremely awesome push. Um, right. His first yeah. push was really good. It's just it was it was at the wrong time, but he, he pushed it. Yeah, but I mean, like, he had a like, – he got pushed as – as it was a really good push. Just, you know, they were just – it was there was no crowds there mm-hmm. for yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I thought the promo was a place. Like, there's still two matches before the main event. Like uh, G-Man said, he was advertising the main event and the next pay-per-view, which is going to be, you know, wrestling wins. I thought it was perfectly placed. It didn't go too long. It wasn't boring. It wasn't great. Um, I just thought it was, it was just a good, good spot for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, giving that, you know, getting that kid involved and the crowd chanting for that kid, I thought that was Yeah, cool. yeah. What was that kid's name? Colt? I think it was Colt. Yeah, that's that's what it was that was a cool name, actually. Colt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I dug that that Drew, uh, he did that old school wrestler thing. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. you know, let me let me give you that experience that makes you that much better. And the rest of the crowd appreciates that too, because it makes it to where like you're you're going one to one with the crowd. And his music yeah. is just like pumps oh, yeah. you up too. Man, when his oh, music yeah. hits, like that sword does all that crazy sound effects, and then you know, the whatever what is the name? Galantry uh Gallantry is the name of his uh theme and that hits and everything. Right. I think I think that's a very like pumping up like like theme song. Like I get kind of psyched up. I, I gotta be honest when that when that theme music hits of his right. good theme music too so yep eric what were your thoughts on that promo uh i skipped it honestly because <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so uh it was already getting towards the time of the podcast so i'm like i gotta skip so gotcha 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 <laughs> no no worries no worries uh chris what were your thoughts on the promo uh, i mean nothing too much just you know good good sell for clash of the castle and good uh way to tie in he doesn't you know whoever he fights you know doesn't matter um you know it was just there for me nothing major yeah and i mean because remember he won his title from brock lesnar so i mean like you yep. know it's like he didn't care who he fought it was like oh, okay i'm gonna fight uh, I'm, I'm either gonna beat brock lesnar again or i'm gonna fight roman and it's like you know i'm gonna take i'm gonna take you to task man like you know i'm, I'm hoping that's gonna be a good match i don't want it to be any kind of squash match and knowing that vince is in charge or not vince knowing that vince is not in charge and that triple h is in charge of this it's not going to be a squash match because triple h is not going to disrespect good wrestlers like that yeah well if you remember it uh if you remember their survivor series match between drew and roman it, it ended in controversial fashion so mm-hmm. remember he didn't actually roman didn't actually beat drew cleanly i mean he did beat him i think he did pin him one two three
referee, but there was interference by the Usos. Right. So I, I don't think Roman. I think I think Drew is a real threat to Roman. I think yeah. that's I my agree. opinion. I would agree. All right. So, so moving, Drew should be, uh, be Roman's arch enemy. That yeah. would be dope. I uh, think that that would be good. I think so too. Because right be now, again, right? Because right now they've built Roman to be like unstoppable, and it's like you know who's going to stop Roman? How do we end this this streak that you know what they're just going to give him a five year Bruno San Martino streak just so that he can win the new uh, or have the uh have the record but i mean you know with with that being said like drew mcintyre would probably be the dude most likely to beat him unless the fiend comes back because that would be a good rival you know Hey guys, Young Phil here. This episode ended up going four hours. So in the interest of keeping interest, we cut it into two episodes. This episode's going up first, and then the second one will be up shortly after. We had a whole bunch of fun and went off on a bunch of tangents, talking wrestling and the state of everything. So ended up going longer than we expected, but still, we hope you guys are having fun so far. So we'll see you on the next episode. This was a production of the Distance Nerding Podcast and Time for Tacos Media. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok, all at Distance Nerding. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, and keep nerding together. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 